0: You're listening to Skullcrack, Ireland's first and foremost Magic the Gathering podcast. I'm your host, David Wolfe, and I'm joined here by... Ciarán. And Alan.
1: Alright, lads, how's it going? Uh, no news here. I don't think there's a, there's anything we really have to say this week. No interesting news for anyone on the podcast. No. I'm going to the motherfucking GP. GP? <laughs> also that.
2: But also the other one I qualify for. The PT. Player tour. Tour of players. I'll be a player on tour. Uh I want a PTQ or whatever it's called. <laughs>
1: In yep That's what I'll and we are all going to the G P so we can all celebrate that too. Also that, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's also very exciting. Yeah, brilliant stuff. Congratulations, man. First first one on the podcast to do it. Thank you. Yes, and I think um, it was it was definitely a, a, it was a limited format. It was,
2: there was beyond it was something that I didn't feel like I was very well prepared for, and I always felt like limited was a weakness in my magic repertoire, but uh, now I can finally say I am a master limited player. A master <laughs> at opening sealed pools with bombs in them.
1: Oh man, ones. I can't wait for you to boost your draft at the uh, up the player's tour and see who you get in your pool there. <laughs> I'll be the, the, the um, oh, okay, if, I, if I was a Future draft on the future draft pod, you would be like, "What the hell are you doing?" <laughs> this guy's—he's broken the format of upside <laughs> <out. laughs> down. I mean, and something I
2: was kind of hoping I'd break the format, this format. I mean, there's some kind of things. I think, um, I don't know. But without going too deep into the actual Theros format itself, there's if I had more time, but I'd like to explore things like you know, um playing a whole lot of like, what if you just so you know, pile up on those um, the you know, single black spell for two, deal two damage to someone. I mean, that's like. You know pretty bad card, but if you have five of them, is it better? Or, uh, what if you just load up in a whole load of the oblivion? Um, what's called sweet oblivion? Like, I I'd say, there probably are some kind of fringe strategies like that. Um, but I just had to yeah, i didn't have a chance to explore the format in any meaningful way, way normal, but simple,
1: magic. Yeah, as we were saying off mic though, I think that works pretty well for this format. I think you, I think you probably uh, got quite fortunate there. And in, in that, if it were like War of the Spark or something like that, and you hadn't got to practice, I think, I think you would have been maybe a, in a lot worse position than for this set where as you say you can definitely get by just on on nuts and bolts fundamentals.
2: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Even like looking at different archetypes and like the archetype is pretty straightforward. Like the creatures are pretty straightforward. I guess I mean managing your graveyard is or managing your opponent's graveyard as well. Playing that way is like a little bit of extra stuff you're doing you wouldn't normally be doing in the game magic. But yeah, for for, for the most part, yeah, you just you know getting, getting playing some creatures, slapping you know, some pants and standard you know, stuff. <laughs> Yep.
1: Yeah, there's definitely a lot of pants in this format, i got to say.
2: Oh yes, Theros Beyond Pants in guineas. No, we're not Beyond oh, yeah. the Pants, we're in the pants. In the pants. Yeah. <laughs> I got
1: Theros in my pants <laughs>
2: and everyone's invited.
1: <laughs> it's not quite making the Pro Tour, but I almost got my first trophy on Magic Online last night until I was soundly defeated in the finals by uh, an opponent who had Elspeth on turn four two games in a row. That was uh, the first time I've had the, the joy of playing against that particular card. Both games, Jesus, it was ridiculous. I beat in the second game. I I was on my way to winning. I just couldn't beat the third time they cast Elspeth.
2: That is disgusting. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 the, uh, at the uh, at the, the uh, at the release, um I someone else out of board and they're taking they're taking um, the end one in Elspeth, Kenton's trying to out of it by having creatures. And I was like, I can't even attack it because they'll just cast it again. You know, knocking loyalty counters off it doesn't do you anything. Yes, it's a very annoying card to play against, when in in you're at parity.
1: Yeah, in the first game I was slightly behind on board. They had like a 1-1 one, one and a 2-1 and I had nothing or something. And then they just played Elspeth and like hit me for 6 or whatever and I was like, "Oh no. <laughs> this is bad." <laughs> two creatures get it. It's sick. But uh but yeah, anyway, congratulations Al. Uh so you are qualified for Players Tour Copenhagen. Is that correct? Copenhagen. Yes, yes, that is that is that that is where I'm going. Cool. Yeah. So uh, I, I already decided I wanted to go to that uh, GP, even though I believe it's it's modern, is it? Ugh. I'll go anyway. But uh, but so you'll have a, a party of people going with you and hopefully some other Irish players at that PT as well. We'll see soon.
2: Yeah, definitely. And I think about the format, I mean, one of the things I dreaded doing when I was driving home, I was like, oh, now I have to go and read this magic.gg article or all the information about the whole system that I'm now part of and I need to learn about. And um, yeah, so somewhere on that, it said that the format was modern but then on Channel Fireball, it says it's limited. So I have no idea. For the for the Magic Fest, for the Grand Prix aspect. The Grand Prix, yeah, yeah. That's It says on, on on Channel Fireball it's limited. But then
1: on Magic... Well, like, G- think, well, the players' tours always have limited, right? It's like the old Pro yeah. Tours. Well, I mean, the format of, of the actual GP. Oh, the format of the GP. I think it says modern. Oh, okay. Maybe not. Maybe I'll have a look. Yeah, eh, we can... We, who cares? We'll look later. Yeah, exactly. But I don't think that... If, that shouldn't affect you either way. Because yeah. that's not necessarily the, the PT format. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I believe it does say uh, limited for the for the GP portion, and then I do not know for the players tour. Obviously, there will be draft at the start of it. But uh, yeah, I'll also say congratulations, all. Well done. And um, despite the fact that I was I was shit talking you at the uh, at the event that I was at at the same time. Um Wait, what? Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> I was in the I was in Gamers World, their local shop. Uh, playing a Pioneer Box event, and I can't remember, I was talking to Dave, and he wanted your opinion on a deck or something like that uh, for a Pioneer, Uh, and he was like, oh, Al's not replying to me, he's probably crushing this event, and I was like, oh, you never know, Al's pretty terrible at Limited. (laughs) (laughs) You're not wrong. You're not wrong.
2: I was terrible at Limited, but uh, M19 was my uh, I don't know what, you, what what a good analogy to use here M19 was my uh, uh, beef slabs in a freezer rocky montage when I got good limited Oh, that wasn't a bad format to be fair yeah I felt like I had learned how to actually I learned how to draft and how to play limited uh, during that
0: well then I then I remembered that you were playing sealed and not draft and I was like oh, actually no he's fine yeah,
2: yeah he's he lucky awesome. so it's fine better lucky than good
0: yeah uh, all right well that was a, a long intro but <laughs> Let's uh, mention inkedgaming.com here at the top of the show, almost the top of the show. Uh, So inkedgaming.com forward slash schoolcrack is the link that you can go to to get 10% off your order from inkedgaming.com. And what can you get there? You can get some lovely custom playmats with uh, your own fantastic images uploaded and turned into playmats of whatever the heck you want. And uh, you can get your lovely stitched edging on there. You can get loads of other customizable little bits and bobs, uh gaming accessories, even board games themselves. All all that your little gamer heart could desire, you'll get over there at InkGaming.com. And if you stick in inkedgaming.com forward slash skullcrack, you'll get ten percent off your whole order. Or you can just follow the, the link in the show notes.
1: You can get an autographed uh Al playmat, now that he's an official player store competitor.
2: Boom, yes I am. I am now a player. <laughs> before I before I'd say I'm officially a pro, but now I'm officially a player. Official player. (laughs) Hate the player. Hate the... Hate the the game. (laughs) Player game. Hate the organized
1: game.
0: And you can put that lovely, succinct quote onto the playmat, and all you need to do is uh, Photoshop Alan's face onto uh, Glorybringer and Alan's guns onto Glorybringer's guns, and then you have a wonderful playmat, um, very Alan-themed. Well, actually, no, you have to Photoshop two more Glorybringers in there because that's how many Alan draws, and then, the background uh and then you'll get 10 percent off that if you put in inkedgaming.com forward slash skull that sounds wonderful I might, I might do it myself
2: yeah uh, I, might, I might do it myself bring it to tournament and pretend a fan made it because that'll be a uh, very egotistical of me to do <laughs> yes
0: uh all right well shall we just continue with limited i was going to talk about this story stuff but we'll just leave that as the as the soft center of our podcast and uh We'll continue with the the crusty outer edge that is our discussion of limited and the WPNQ. I don't know where I've gone with this analogy.
2: Well, speaking of crusty outer edge, uh, I have my deck in my hand <laughs> <laughs> from, from my seal pool. I think uh, when Dave Murphy was on this podcast a few weeks ago, he mentioned that he still had his uh, his, his um, PT qualifying deck sleeved up. as like sentimental as a sentimental thing that you know he always has deck that he won with. But I was, when I heard that first, I was like, oh, that sounds like a nice thing to do because uh, you know I think for in his case it was, it was top eight draft. Whereas this, it was, it was sealed all the way through, so my deck isn't great. So, I mean, I, it's something I'd like to do if it was a good deck, but um, this is just a random assortment of cards, really, uh, with a curve. But then it turns out, you know, curves uh, are important. Um, would you well, like me to take you through? Or, go on, you want to ask something
0: else first? Well, I mean, you said, and you're saying now that it's a random assortment of cards and not a good deck, but you put, like, a selection of some of the cards that you had... Um, you sent them over WhatsApp as a message to the group text and uh, I read them out to Dave and his eyes widened when he heard the quality of some of the cards in your deck. Obviously, you, you wrote the highlights, but uh, I am interested to hear your full and complete deck list.
2: Yeah, I run through it now. Um, so we've got Forest, Forest, Swamp Swamp, not Hunted uh, I guess, I mean, I, suppose, yeah, I had some good, uh, there's lots of, this, there's, there's a bunch of commons I really wanted to have, but then I guess that's just, what's that's just what you want. But that was a limited. You don't have, 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 have happens to sealed seal you don't always get. You don't always get what you want, it comes to comments. Um, we're we'll off to the bottom, right? We've got two one drops, we've got three one drops. Although, all the right? we've got Grim Physician, bad card, Moss Viper, also a bad card. Uh, Shadow Spear, it's a good one drop. Uh, Shadow oh, that's Sphere a very good Yes, up. Shadow Spear won games. I should not have won.
0: What, what, hold on, you're saying Grim Physician and Moss Viper are both bad cards?
2: Yes, okay. I mean, they're in comparison to the rest of the deck, Dave. I mean, they came out, they came out in most matchups, okay. Yeah, so Shadow Sphere, uh, that was, yeah, that, that, that was, I, I just won all the games, I was really far behind on in one game. My opponent had uh, four, four, toughness on the board. I had like one creature that was like, that had five power. So it was every turn I was like going into one. No, that's all right. Yes. No, sorry. I, I had four power. I I had five life. Um, I had four power with Life Link, They had four power on the board. They were adding to the board. We were both top decking and I was just barely, uh, I went, I went, my life, my life points went into one like three times just going back and forth. And uh, it caused some crazy combat. With Shadow Spear, and then um, I managed to use it to kill a god in combat, uh, using that sweet activated ability that probably never comes up limited. But, uh, that's, that's why they my one drops. Um, in the two drops slot, we have, uh, Messian Wanderer, that's uh, so one three constellation, you got a land. Um, Lampad of Death's Vigil, but binding of the Titans. Um, and Elysian Carthiad that was a decent two drops. Um, think there was one game I was like second land. Uh, I, I missed my third land drop, and I was about to miss my fourth land drop, uh, but i binding the Titans in play. And then I realized I can get a land from, from the third ability. So that, that saved me. Like, I would have lost the game immediately otherwise if I didn't have that. That was nice. Uh, in the three drops slot, we got, uh, Omen of the Hunt, uh, Alpha the Pantheon, Entrancing Liar. I think Liar is great. Um, Scavenging Harpy, uh, Lotsome, Lotsome Chimera and, uh, Renendous Pursuit. And some more. Sorry. <laughs> I said that as if it was over. More three drops. Underworld Charger, uh, the first Iron Games, first Iron Games. I always thought that was Iron. The first Iron games and Funeral Rites. So uh, lots of kind of card advantage draw cards at uh, the tree drop slot. Um, so fixing all the things I want in a big green black deck. Coming to the forest. The forest is where things get sweet. Uh, I got Big Bomb, Nightmare Shepherd. There we go. That, that, that one games. Played that in turn three. Well, I couldn't play on turn three, could I? Yes, I could. Yes, I did it once. Played on turn three and play played uh, That's pretty great. Um, I had some at the top of my curve. I have cards I care about. I went into the battlefield so I said would have some sick plays with that which I will get into. Don't worry. Um, got another rare E2 Extinction. And uh, it's, it's a nice removal spell. And then we got a gracious Vracious, Typhon and voracious Typhon. Two voracious Typhons in the four drop slot. A load of four fours. It's going well. We got one five drop. It's got a weak. Rage Scarred Berserker. Um, so it's a big, big bull man. And then, uh, to top it all off, we got, uh, Ferris Band broader. That's a six mana four four that fights for ETBs and, uh, Blight Breath Cabinetops. Right. Breath Catabinetops. Um, so that so the table ops is pretty good to um, kill in combat or sacrifice to the to the um, lampad and get back a open to kill another thing.
0: That's a deck. Nice
1: deck sounds all right to me.
0: That deck. Yeah, I think it sounds so good. You have four amazing rares. What is wrong with you? It's. so good. I know.
2: Yeah, I know. but I, I I know enchantment removal. I I I know um in my cyborg. I know um I had very little on my sideboard I didn't have any enchantment removal. And uh, I really wanted a Myers grasp. I just wanted more, okay?
1: Well, you, had a, you had a need to, Extinction.
2: Yeah, that's true, yeah.
1: yeah. Nice, yeah, sounds pretty good. Yeah. It's a nice one for Sealed as well, having the two voracious Typhons and stuff like that, just having that kind of grindy, decently-sized creature stuff is kind of where you want to be in Sealed, I feel. So, yeah, sounds good. Yeah, that, yeah, definitely, yeah. A lot of my airdrops just
2: helped the game go longer, so I was able to get, yeah, get to the Sage Room making seven sevens. Um
0: Yeah, you're 5-5 five, five and your second 6. What? you the the, four, the 6 mana 4-4 four, four of the fights is like okay, not great and the, the 5 mana thing is also not very good but like yeah. you have the Typhons give you built in top end so
1: yeah that's true yeah, yeah. I like that 4-4 four, four of the fights, I think it's good it's probably worse in sealed than sealed and draft but I like it
0: yeah I always just found the thing that I was, I was happy to fight with
2: uh, at one point I had the Dying Shepherd shepherd out an opponent tackled a at 5-5 so I blocked with a Ferris spam Brawler and then it came in as a token and then fought it again as a wood one that's pretty cool. oh, scrappy one one. <laughs> yeah. Um You know, one of the matches uh, I had right bed cabal tops, right bread cat with uh with a shadow spear, um, I attacked into a two-part creature, uh, so they did a off each other. Uh, but then that's I took the shadow spear off the cabletop so the cabalops died, and then came in as a token killed something else.
0: That's pretty sick.
2: It was like it was like playing with uh called well, Skullclam, moving the thing around, killing stuff. But uh, yeah, that's the deck. Uh, the game, yeah, a lot, a, lot, a lot of really cool, interesting games. A lot of yeah, very, very long, grindy. Lots of there's lots of creatures uh, fighting. Lots of combat math. But um, that I feel better about it now having read all the cards. <laughs> <laughs> and it he, was a
0: good deck. And high well, like was the deck building process difficult? Did you have any other decks that were available, or was this just a clear deck?
2: Actually, I, actually, I did. I did find it pretty difficult. Yeah, because I, I had some eyes, rares, I had a bunch of other colors. I kinda blown in different directions. Uh, I didn't really have much support for. Well, hold on. Um, much else, yes.
0: How many... You had four rares in your deck, so what was pulling in... The... <laughs> <laughs> That's true.
2: Yeah, maybe... Ooh, what do I have? I have a slide board here. Um, Passes Intervention um, and the Red Intervention. Yeah, I think so. I think, yeah, I had I'd Warden to change, changed, and i previously done quite well on Magic Online with a sealed deck, kind of, with, with the, you know, four pair of matters uh, kind of theme. So I was starting off with a um, red, you know, green-red, um, and then, you I know, have two, two devour of Memory um, which is kind of like, what, which I was thinking of playing because I like black. I mean, my black was, obviously i got these in black. I have those, my um, Tass' Intervention pulled me towards blue. Um, so it's of of the typical you know, top end of blue. Yeah, my white was terrible. So I was kind of, yeah, I was going back and forth. Then I was just, just once I, once I put the the you know, green, green back together, um, yeah, see applied.
0: Yeah, I don't think either Tass' Intervention or Perforose's Intervention would be enough to pull me that strongly into those colours. Um, it's nice that you yeah, had Shadow Spare that can obviously go in any of your decks. Um, but yeah, first-around games is quite good. Um, and it sounds like your green commons and things were pretty decent, good escape stuff. So yeah, I think I like your build without not yes. too much about the rest of your commons and uncommons, but it sounds, sounds like you got a decent deck out of it. So, and uh, obviously you won the thing. So there you go.
2: You now have to learn all about the next format. At the iCora. Icorra. Big creatures, green, red. That's got to be good when <laughs> being big creatures. I'll just force that, not knowing
1: energy cards. Forcing creatures is generally good and limited, I think. It's a good strategy. Yes, we're halfway there. Uh, do you feel like because obviously it was a small event, you were saying it went straight to top four, and there wasn't a top eight draft? Do you feel like uh, with the, with the other players that were in the top four and maybe would have been in the top eight? Are you glad that you didn't have to draft against them since you're a bit unprepared, or would you have been been happy to to hop into a draft for the top eight? Yeah, I, I think I was actually happy to,
2: to hop into a draft because I feel just from my talk to other players and kind of just watching other games of old, it seemed like it seemed like a lot of other players were in twelve either, so we probably were on a similar level. Uh, I just have just. You know, everyone having done, you know, a few sealed pools. I, I drafted a bunch of times after getting like maybe four sealed pools out of the way. I drafted a bunch, uh, going into the tournament, so, like you know, on a day's leading in the tournaments. So I was pretty comfortable drafting. Um, so I think I would have been fine. Uh, but then I guess, yeah, and I, I suppose I felt like this deck could have been better, but then I don't know, obviously Europeans are, are, are,
1: are, differing. Um, but I think I would have been happier to possibly draft a kind of more cohesive, uh, deck than this. Nice. All right, and now you get to burn some tickets on Magic Online when the next format comes out. Absolutely, yeah. I got to, I got to earn them first. Earn and burn. Yeah. Yeah. Earn and burn. Yeah, grind some pioneer, get some trophies before, before Thursday. <laughs> yeah, pioneer is definitely the place to be for grinding right now on Moto. It, it's, it's, it's pretty soft. I think. I mean, it's been hard the last couple of weeks because of the pros playing. I've lost against Gabriel Nassif literally three times in the last week. But apart from that, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty good for grinding.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think so. There's a few games I played last night. I mean. I think it's people who didn't know I played against the combo. Helio combo. People um at one point I casted the walk I cast walk and blitzed, but he didn't play without manage to
1: give him my thing. And uh, they conceded. So I'll take the wins if I can. Nice. The last league I played I had to play against Jabberwocky and then Nassif in the very next game. So let's, let's swap, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Maybe it's a EL already thing. Uh I don't think so. I think it's pretty, pretty random who you get against. Yeah. yeah.
0: Who who um or what was what were Nassif and Jabberwocky playing?
1: Uh Nassif every time was on uh Niv mizzet and Jabberwocky, I think was on mono red? No, he was on uh, he was on like black green delirium. That was it. He had like Grim Flares and stuff. Mm. They all beat me. And LSV beat me as well. He was playing Blue Eye Control. I haven't beaten a single single pro player. I've just lost to them all. One day, one day. Well I have before in my life, just not in Pioneer. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I, I
2: played against um, uh, yeah, Jabrocky on like a assault eye delirium build, and I was game. I was it was I won game one, and game two I was so far ahead, and I was like, I got it, I'm gonna beat, I'm gonna beat him for 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 the brags. And then he uh, eventually came back
1: and uh, cast I Always, always emerald at that, that Oh, I actually punted the match against him because I clicked through an attack step, and I would have won that turn. And then he came back the next turn, so that's a moral victory for me. I feel like yeah, you can. That's a win. I kind of Mark Down is right. She a win there. Yeah, he's a nice guy though too. After uh, I disconnected and came back in that match, and I'd lost like five minutes, and he uh, as, f- as soon as I came back, he reminded me that I was down on the clock, and I should uh, I should play quickly so I could play out all the games. So thanks to him, he's a nice dude. Oh so,
0: yeah, sweet. Um, well, I was gonna I was gonna talk about this story stuff, but uh, do we really need to talk about it? Maybe we'll just go straight to Pioneer. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll summarize it that uh, they would like to release. Heroes Beyond Death story in the future somehow. No further explanation. Ikoria will have story as normal.
1: And then the article simply planes walked away. <laughs> <laughs> You're God. I think it's I think it's nice that they at least owned up to it and you know, and they're saying sorry or bad. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, yeah, they're trying things. We'll I was gonna say we'll let it slide, but we haven't really let it slide, but we'll think about it.
1: Yeah, it's funny, like, even as someone who doesn't really care about the story or the, the the novels or whatever, like, it, this set does, like, feel like less of a thing without it, I feel like.
0: It does, yeah. It's weird. Um, yeah, I can't quite explain it. And also, it's, like, sad for me because I love, like, Greek mythology and I started at Theros and it's, like, a bit of adjusted like, a damp squib.
1: Yeah, and the fact that it's only one set instead of a block this time around, too, maybe.
0: Yeah. Oh, well. I mean... We have the outline of the story, so it's fine. Roll on Theros 3. Wait. I don't know what, what there is left to do on Theros. Oh, yeah. Theros. Theros. Th- ter- Th- <laughs> what Nice.
1: Alright, uh, okay, Pioneer. The fast and the furious Theros. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus three fast, three furious.
0: <laughs> yeah. um, okay, Pioneer. So we are all going to the GP this week.
1: Oh yeah, the Magic Fest. That's where we're going to. Well, and the GP in the Magic Fest. Correct, yeah. <laughs> um, and it is the very
0: first Pioneer GP. It's a uh, Pioneer is a a um, what's the I was going to say Pioneer is a big boy now, but is there some gender neutral way to say that Pioneer is a big child now? It's graduating. It's got its uh, cap on and it's graduating gown and things like that. Um. It's a real format now. There we go. Got it.
1: <laughs> and the PT as well, not just uh, not just the GP.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Forgot about that one. That's probably more important. Uh, so it's this weekend. It's Brussels and Nagoya um, are the first two regional uh, players tours. And then uh, the one in America in the city that I've forgotten will be happening next week, right?
1: Uh, yep, correct.
0: So how has testing been going for you guys?
1: Uh, it's been going okay. I feel like I've done all right with every deck I've tried, but I definitely haven't figured out the secret that's going to bust the format wide open. Um, I think I lose to Niv-Mizzet more than I lose to anything else, but I'm also not interested in playing that deck very much for some reason. Um, so I've tried out everything. I've tried out the Lotus Field decks. I've tried out Mono-White Heliod. I know Al's been on that as well. I've tried out Soul decks. I've tried out Soul Flare, I've tried out uh, the Dreddless Dredge deck. You know, I've tried, I've tried scales like all the all this different stuff and it feels like everything is kind of fine at least on magic on magic online leagues you can kind of win with any kind of half decent deck so i'm kind of still up in the air
0: yeah i'm feeling well kind of similarly i i haven't had a chance to play as much as you have um but i haven't yeah I, i haven't found a deck that i like um as i said i went to the pioneer a pioneer tournament in the in the shop just yesterday, and uh, did not do well. Played niv is it? Um, and yeah, I went 0-4 to my shame. But uh, <laughs> but uh, it was, yeah, it was a good time. had a, had a great time playing Pioneer in paper. Uh, we all had fun. So um, and close games. I think every every round was a two-one. A um, few things had broken differently. I, I you know I definitely would have come out with like let's say a two-two record. Um, yeah, Pioneer, or sorry, uh, Niv-Mizzet definitely feels like kind of like a Jundish deck in the format. Like it's just like really high card quality, um, but it's quite easy to stumble. And the thing that I found with it that's really awkward is you kind of want to be a sweeper deck, but you also rely pretty heavily on your mana dorks. Like ideally what you want to do is like play a sweeper, um, obviously before you have any mana dorks or when you don't have any um. But that doesn't really... I, I, it's, it's just a weird conflicting game plan. Because um, like you can ramp with your mana dorks to Niv-Mizzet or bring to light or whatever. Uh, but sometimes you need to bring to light for a Supreme Verdict. And so that wipes your board as well. And it ends up being like an even trade. But you're the one who spent the mana and the card. Um, and then if you don't have enough mana to follow up with a Niv-Mizzet, you won't be able to reload your hand. Um, and also, you don't draw as many cards off Niv-Mizzet nowadays... Uh, because there's so many mana dorks in the build, uh, I, you don't need to draw many to do to, to you know to keep the game going very well. But um, yeah, you don't you don't get those insane draws, uh, and it's also quite hard to build a mana base and to uh, keep in mind enough colored sources for everything that you need. There's a few like slightly different directions that you can pull it, like heavier red builds with uh, like bore and and Nahiri and stuff like that. But uh, it's a cool deck, fun to play, but has that weird um not consistency issue but like it kind of doesn't know what it wants to be almost
1: yeah i can see that i think it kind of just very much exploited like the fact that pioneer just kind of turned into like a mid-range fest for a while like everyone just started playing these like mid-range red decks and stuff like that um and kind of mono black aggro had disappeared as well so it was like there weren't there weren't really any decks that were like fast enough to kill the Niv-Mizzet deck before it like got its pieces together and like the Sylvan Caryatid was usually enough to like hold off whatever aggro was was around. So, I don't know, maybe that's just not the case anymore. Maybe people have started to adapt to that a little bit. Yeah, maybe like
0: I I played against um what did I play against? I played against a green white aggro deck, a uh, green white humans aggro deck. I played against a Grixis discardy type deck like Nicol Bolas deck i guess grixis control but more like a top out control style um i played against phoenix and i played against mono blue devotion and like none of the matchups felt like super hard except like when i played against the grixis discard deck um i kept hands that were like i don't know (laughs) both game two and three i think i kept a hand that was all land uh six land and, and a mana dork I was like, I can't be thoughtsees. This is a great idea, but it was a bad idea. Um, but yeah, I think the deck is kind of all over the place. It yeah, it, it is really. It's kind of the ultimate mid range deck. But like, I feel like it should get trounced by like the big mana decks, like the um, uh, the 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 green ramp deck with Ugin and stuff like that. Should do well against it. Probably like a, some kind of blue eye control deck should do well against it. And. Uh, I feel like if there's a viable like Marvel deck or some kind of combo deck, that it should beat it also. Um, but a
1: lot of the, I mean, a lot of the Niv decks I've played against have had Teferi in it, so
0: yeah, that's pretty so, good. Yeah, most of them do have Teferi, so that's that's good protection against the likes of Marvel. Um, it's also good in the mirror because they can't get anything off bring to light. Uh, but then like the Underworld Breach deck, um should theoretically be good against it as well um and aggro decks sometimes uh depends uh,
1: yeah I, i've actually i played the the lotus field deck a good bit and i actually felt like niv was weirdly one of the harder matchups because they usually had like you know th- like thoughtsies type spells and then they usually have a bunch of resting pieces in the sideboard as well so i felt like that was enough to slow me down and then they would just cast like you know, a couple of Sea Dry or a Niv Mizzet or something and kill me in a couple of turns, but maybe I just haven't played the matchup enough.
0: Yeah, well, that that is, again, that is one of the things. That's why the deck has been resilient, is because they get to play all these weird one-ofs in the main. So, like Slaughter Games and Unmoored Ego versus any kind of combo deck are usually quite good in game one. And then obviously, you technically have five copies of it because you have bring to Light. Uh, yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah, that can be that kind of that, that gives them a good plan against any deck like that. Of course, you need to know what to name. Uh, so if you're playing some kind of rogue deck that you you know they don't know what to name, then you have a bit of an advantage there. But um but yeah, I think some kind of like I, I think this is why blue-eyed spirits has come come back again a bit. So like a disruptive aggro deck is probably the best way to deal with Niv. Yeah,
2: it seems like a pretty really good approach because I suppose like Niv, the Niv deck is almost it's almost kind of like a ramp deck as well. Uh, it's kind of like mid-range ramp deck with this big payoff. So um yeah, I think being able to interrupt, yeah, being able to interrupt that plan. That seems pretty good. Uh, it's so it's so frustrating when they're getting so much value out of their um, their leafkin druids or their carthiads that you know, you're, you're, you're just can't extract them. But sometimes it just feels like the ramping is completely uninhibited uh, when you're playing a lot of, a lot of decks. So uh, yeah, destruction gets some away with the uh, spirit be. Yeah,
0: and I think uh, mono black is probably okay against them as well. Uh, as we mentioned, Thoughtseize and uh, a lot of mono black decks are playing uh, self inflicted wound in order to kill Sylvan Carthiad. And um, that's that's definitely a huge blowout because let me tell you playing a sylvan carrier to turn two feels real good
1: yeah that card's kind of one of the like staples of the format at this point it's like a good few decks playing it it's just really hard to deal with like blocks really well it's just a great card
0: yeah i i had been wondering for a while if it was going to become a staple of the format but i kept saying like no probably not because because of lana elves an elvish mystic and gilded goose um just because it was so good in its standard, uh, but then I remembered that in its standard did also have Elvish Mystic, so yeah, no reason why it shouldn't also
1: be good. Yeah, man, I just hate like five color nonsense decks. It's like my least favorite thing in Magic. Yeah, exactly, because it's it's. I, mean, I still sometimes I still like to pretend that uh, you know we're wizards having a
2: duel, and Magic is a flavorful, flavorful game. You play for a favor and not just uh, to win. And uh, I think you know you can like if you're seeing you know, a mono red player against a mono white player or someone who's on jessica like, as someone who's on john it's like you can kind of see oh they're like different mages having these jewels whereas with someone's five color it's kind of just breaks that whole just breaks that whole uh, uh illusion and it's like yeah you're just playing cards that are good mm. ladies and gentlemen players to our competitor
0: alan harrison
1: <laughs> i just want to play a playable deck <laughs> what do you think they emergency add blood moon to the format hmm.
0: i mean we have sun and uh alpine moon yeah they're so bad though yeah but blood is. F- what does blood do?
1: <laughs> it uh, you you name a land. No, it makes all lands lose all abilities except mana abilities, and you draw a card. Okay, never
0: mind. <laughs> so
1: it's not good against lotus Field. <laughs> or <laughs> niv miss it.
0: No. Um. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, I kind of do feel like we need some kind of effect like that, or what? No, surely just aggro decks can police this enough.
1: Yeah, I think they yeah. probably can. I think they probably
0: three mana Thalia, but then I guess like a lot of their lands would not tapped anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Oh man, I had that played against me in round one by my green white humans pond. I was like, hmm, this is a problem.
1: But <laughs> there you <we> go. <laughs> I think there's just too many shocks running around for that card to ever see that much play. Like investing three mana and just getting it stomped or wild slashed or whatever just feels so bad. Yeah, that's true. Yeah.
0: So what what are your current front runners? for the GP let's say if like if you had to pick a deck like let's say an hour from now what would you pick?
1: Mono Red Aggro not like the mid-range version of Glory Bringers and stuff I would play some kind of fast version with like Tor Brands or like Hazards or or something like that Excellent Um, I have yeah so I, instead of testing a whole lot of different decks I've
2: just been beating my head against uh, Mono White Helioid trying to just get used to the deck and figure out the best configuration because there's lots of different configurations out there so I have I landed on a build which I quite like. when still doing some tweaking. Um, this is a creature heavy build with selfish spirit and uh Asliad of Life's Bounty. Aslan, I'll see. Life's I'll see. You. Life's I'll see you. There we go. Much better. How could I protect you? But the deck's pretty good. I mean, I think it's it's something that um, it's really just so many different so many of the pieces of build into the combo. You got like eating black fade. You got Anaferza. You got Daxos. Um, so you're not really yeah. You know, so you really are on all, all in the combo. You got redundancy. Um, and I played. I played through league last night. I very handily went four one. My loss was actually to the n- n- visit, and, uh, and my one n- visit uh, matched a, they cast or more. took out uh, helioid. I had two helioids in my hand, um, so at least I got to draw cards. But the cards I drew were garbage, and uh, I really struggled to come back after that because I feel like uh, once you have helioid in play, uh, some of your opponent, like your opponent just really can't tap out. Um, so you can always just walk them just out of nowhere, especially if you have identical uh, range. So I think once you remove that fear, uh it's very easy for an opponent to come back and just you know just you know, just, uh, just overtake and, and uh, trample over you. Uh, especially a deck like the Mizid has you know, all the these just really kind of grindy cards, lots of lots of high, high value cards, high value creatures. Um so that was quite annoying. So I, said, I don't. the moment I after you'd use a kind of looking for a way to build it with like a better kind of with a better plan B. Um so I think the build I have now a Benelish penilish Marshall Marshall? Benelish? yeah, Benelish Marshall. Benelish <laughs> Marshall, why am I struggling so much with that? Lish Marshall, um, which I guess it's, I guess you know, it does work with a combo by you know letting your Walk and Blissa, um, you know as a one-one, be able to shoot and get lightning come back, uh, like sometimes a five without any headers. Then I also adding devotion. But then I guess like you have so many smaller creatures that it does just give you a board. Um, I found that in matchups where opponents are holding up mana for the combo, if you just play it, dress your hand, just play it to the board. Uh, you can still put, them out, put enough pressure on them that they're forced to use removal on your creatures that, attack, that are attacking them, uh, which then allows you to you know, combo, combo in peace.
1: At yeah, the moment, I think the, the Mono-White uh, Helio is pretty good. I, I, I played it a bunch as well. Just, I kind of like, I didn't feel like it was good enough for me to commit to for this event because I'm a bit scared people will just come over prepared for it type of thing. That's kind of why I'm not looking at it at the moment. And I feel like the sideboard is very weak because you're stuck in Mono-White. Yeah, that's a good point, and I suppose I, I feel like the
2: real, I feel like the real crux of um, performing well in this GP will be just identi- identifying kind of where over the last four weeks will, or, where where over the last four weeks of uh, MTGO uh, meta will this GP lie? So, like the story at the start, so four weeks ago, the you know, Headygo combo was going to destroy Magic. People were calling for walking Blizzard to be banned even before any games were played with it. Uh, so people are going with that mindset, and yeah, definitely, uh, it'll be very well, very well targeted. But I guess people are saying the same thing maybe two weeks ago about the Lotus Field combo. Um maybe last week people are saying the same for we just you know saying how amazing this uh blue back uh and further truth deck is uh, as a control deck with, with a with a combo finish. So I think it depends where over the last four weeks will everyone's mindset be, you know, in the tournament hall in Brussels uh this weekend. Valerie really just determine
1: what the best deck to choose is. Yeah, it's kind of hard to know when the pros are keeping so quiet as well. Obviously, this is a PT, so you know there's no content coming out really from from really good players telling telling you what they think is best. So that's kind of made it harder to evaluate the Heliod combo as well. Even though it it has consistently been putting results upon Magic Online, but it doesn't seem like to a dominating level, and it doesn't seem like people are playing it all that much. Like you don't run into it an insane amount, you know, in leagues or anything like that. So it's kind of hard to know. It doesn't seem like it's dominating at the moment.
2: Yeah, definitely, yeah. So it, it is a strange one like that, yeah. And I guess, I mean, there's... long as a mid-term interview, you know, kind of, come uh, combo deck that kind of wins even nowhere is uh, a nice place to start, at least. That is, with the assumption that it's not on everyone's radar. And if it is an everyone's radar, then
1: uh, GG. Yeah, but, but yeah, so like I said, my only problem with that is is the sideboard. Like, you have access to rest in peace. But like, apart from that, I haven't been impressed by really any of the sideboard cards that you have access to. Like, you just have a bunch of disenchants and like deafening silence, which I'm I don't really think is a playable magic card and like in this format anyway. And and yeah, I'm just like rest in peace. Just seems like your your best sideboard card. Oh, I've I've been really enjoying
2: glass casket. Uh, glass casket's been great. None of the mono red decks at the moment are playing a braid, and uh, and a lot of the a lot of red decks uh, mono black just kind of interact with it. Uh, glass casket has been this hard to move.
0: Okay, well. You know, if they were playing a Braid, you could also play Silkrop, which is the exact same card, but it's not—it's an enchantment, not an artifact.
2: That is true. Why am I playing Class Casket? I don't know. Mm. I think was... I put it in a list I posted on WhatsApp. Might be my fault. <laughs> I think it's uh, because I was playing with them for about better life at one point. Mm.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, so, there any... Yeah. There's also... Um, the other thing, uh, suspension field, also from I think it was from Cans or Favorite Forge. Do you remember this card? Oh no. So it's it's the it's the opposite. It's the other way. So it's you exile a uh, it's one and a white enchantment, and you exile a creature with power or maybe it's toughness. Three.
1: Toughness three or greater, yeah. Four or greater. Three or greater.
0: Three or greater, yeah. Um, that could be a good card in the format. I like. I think there's a lot of like unexplored little cards like that that could have a place in the format um obviously that's just like a sideboard or removal option so it's not like a game changer but it's an interesting one it's like a good example of there are these forgotten cards that are like quite powerful and you know saw maybe some play in their own standard um i think ultimately there is a lot of like enchantment removal and stuff in pioneer so maybe enchantment based removal is not where you want to be but who knows?
1: I, think the, I think the main problem with that one specifically is that like usually, you know, more expensive creatures tend to have some value and they ETB, to be like a trigger or whatever. So you might not be too happy, you know, one for one of them at sorcery speed after that. You might, it might still leave you behind.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I guess at that point you, you're looking towards sweepers, um, for value. Yeah. Yeah. But if, if the format ever becomes about like playing one good creature, um, after another, then it could be something to look at true
2: yeah have a, have a, another field have a quarantine field that's yeah. what I thought Wolf was talking about at first
1: and I was like <laughs> no way <laughs> it's a good card. Yeah, you, you can, good card you can get um, you can wrap it up, ramp it out with Nyctos like board. yeah it's pretty it's good about Nyctos actually I didn't think about that yeah
0: and it gives it gives two devotion for Nyctos as well yeah yeah so if, you, if you're stuck you just pay for two <laughs> we also have Descend Upon the, the, the Descend Upon the Fisherman
2: yes <laughs> I was um. I literally magical line just before we started. I was um going through ICMC white cards uh, to get some ideas, and uh, came across that. And that seemed that was really
0: pretty really good. Could also play uh, dusk dawn. Oh, could be good. Play
1: the circle of loyalty. Dusk dawn is kills bigger things, right? Not what I'm thinking of. Kills big things, and then the good. other side is like brings back your two drops from the graveyard or something.
0: Yeah. So the the. The wrath side is kills everything with three power or greater, um, which would be pretty good, like in in the uh in the mono white deck. And um, yeah, the other side, yeah, I think brings back all your two drops to your hand. I want to say.
2: All right, all right, we'll give it a go. We'll see. Um, currently currently trying one quarantine build. See how it goes. When I, when I looked at the card first, I thought um, I it it'd exile something for one white white, but that that is not what it does. Four mana minimum minimum.
0: Yep, you gotta pay four. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of like forgotten cards from like Cans to about um, Innistrad because I I feel like the format is dominated by Kaladesh and 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 after that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, so it's, I feel like there's would
2: be see card from that for that short era, you know, like Magic Magic Origins or BFC. You're like, oh, wait, this is playable.
0: And then it turns out it's not playable.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the issue. Yeah.
0: <gasps> like poor, poor Transgress the Minds. Lunch has been eaten by agonizing remorse. Scratch mind. That's a
1: uh, name why I haven't heard in a long time. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, it has been outclassed now. Yeah, unless you really need a colorless card. never <laughs> know. Um what have you? When was the last time you looked at your deck and was like, "Oh, I just wish there was a devoid version of this card"? <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, if agonizing remorse was a blue card and mystical dispute was heavily played, then I would. Then I would yeah no this is terrible Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i think i'm might i i i played one league with the mono white deck and it didn't do great um yeah (laughs) i (laughs) feel powerful sometimes like when you just unopposed do the combo it feels great um but then there's other times where you're just like especially against I i feel like the niv mizzet deck just beats it really well um because you're just not fast enough to, to beat them down. So they just always get to cast their Sweeper or their niv And then they'll just take one of your combo pieces. Um, Arcanus L is also just like a really weak way to turn on Heliod. Because it's so easy to remove. Uh, and then I guess a lot of your 2-drops do contribute good devotion. And I also feel like apart from Ballista, there's not that many good ways to take advantage of Nyctos mana. So if there was some other way to take advantage of your Nykthos mana, I would feel a lot better about it. Um I guess you can give multiple things lifelink, but that's not great.
2: Or a big quarantine field?
1: Yeah. Could <laughs> <Good> do. <too. laughs> yeah, I quite liked Avison for that because it was like it put you in spots where like you had Nykthos and two lands up and your opponent just definitely is not going to play around Avison in that scenario because it's so well disguised and then you would just blow them out in combat. Oh, I love it. But then I found like Avison's not actually that strong in this format, so
2: Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, so, like, you know, flashing, in, flashing in stasis there to turn you your going on, blowing out in combat.
0: That does feel good,
2: yeah. Boom. Remember
1: Emrakul? That's legal in this format. <laughs> That's true. Gonna, yeah, Jabberwocky's casted all the time. It's he, 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 pretty, good, pretty good for him. Yeah, I'm off it.
0: Hmm. hmm. Marvel? Can we go back to Marvel? No, it's, it's, there's... the uh, fairy is, is a thing, right? Yeah, but he's only in... Only in the five color deck. One deck. It's grand.
1: I'm looking up, uh, seeing seeing where Emrakul has been used in the last while in Pioneer. Uh, apparently, some of the Simic Ramp decks have played it every so often. Hmm. People are playing it in the in the uh, the Lotus Field deck, the sideboard. Apparently, don't really get that, but okay.
0: I think mug would be better for that, but okay. Yeah. I guess you do get a few card types in in your yard, pretty pretty reliably
1: get your whole deck in your yard. But I mean, the problem is they bring in graveyard hate. So then what are you supposed to do to cast the armor goal?
0: Yeah, that's, that's a slight problem. You just, yeah, you just play a bunch of Lotus Fields. Be grand. Right there. Four Lotus Fields plus one other, <laughs> one other land.
1: Yeah, man, I can't believe it sounds like none of us are going to register thoughtsies at the first Pioneer GP.
0: Hmm. That is interesting. I mean, I'll bring my Thoughtseize, maybe mono black. maybe I'll just play mono black. Who knows?
1: That deck's good.
0: Yes, good deck. Good deck.
1: Yeah.
2: You know, I, I, was, I was hoping to play in the PTQ beforehand to get like an idea of what, what that to play right to what field is, but uh, now I can't. Oh my god. Oh yeah. I can't, play as, I can't play on Sunday. I was planning to play on Sunday as well. What am I going to do? about? <laughs> I think there's some uh, mystery booster
1: drafts. Oh yeah. Oh, there's that thing. Yeah. That looks terrible. Or chaos drafts. Do they have those as well? I presume the chaos drafts have just been replaced by the mystery booster drafts while well, they have them, but I don't know.
0: I think that yeah. might be true. I'm not 100%.
1: Oh, I did so many chaos drafts at the
0: Orpington It was very generous. Uh, okay, well, I I am gonna test. I'm gonna test a, a rally deck, which is not. Uh, Karen, you brought up the the possibility of uh graveyard hate. There's a lot of graveyard hate running around at the moment, and I completely agree with that. And that is a problem with the rally deck. But I feel like if you build it with collected company, and then just kind of board out your graveyard stuff, um, and just be a collected company deck, could be okay. Um. Plus, you get stuff like Dramoka's Command. Um, what's the other thing? like,
1: Night of Autumn and stuff. I mean, it could still be fine, yeah.
0: Yeah, Night of Autumn.
1: Um, that is
0: one thing that I had on the sideboard. Um, so, I'm giving that a try. Currently, I'm 1-1 with that in a uh, in a league. I played first round against, like, a Sultai, like, Delirium-style deck. Uh, that absolutely wrecked me. And second round, I played against uh five color niv and i beat that fairly not easily but like it wasn't too difficult um rats obviously are not fantastic against a field full of uh full of blood artists um so yeah i I think the deck has that like woe strider mainly is the is the reason that i want to try this because woe strider just seems insane
1: yeah that card's so good
0: yeah it has to be it has to be really good in pioneer in some deck so if i can find the deck for that then i might be happy But uh, second choices after that would probably be trying the Heliod combo again and Monoret, as you said, like a more aggressively santa because this is coming on the heels of um, Teruya Kakame, who is a Japanese pro, um, winning the, what is this called? The Pioneer Showcase Challenge, which is the new name for, what are these these used to be called? The Format?
1: Format Playoffs, I think.
0: The The thing that you won.
1: Yeah, I think it's the same as that. Yeah. qualifies for the like tournament in like April, apparently.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he, he won this uh, tournament with a low to, lower-to-the-ground red list. So, topping out. So, it's kind of like uh, old kind of Amonkhet uh, standard uh, red list to some extent. Um, so, it's got Soulscar Mage, Monastery Swift Spear, two-drop slot. You've got Kari um and Abbot of Carol Keep. Uh, and then, three-drops, you've got Bonecrusher Giant and Goblin Chainwhirler uh four drops, it has four Torbran and one Chandra, and then you've got lightning strikes, Wild Slashes, and then 24 land. So this is like one of the big advantages I feel of these monocolor aggro decks that they can play Muta Vault. So it has one Muta Vault and then it has two Castle embreath and four Ramanap runes. Um I would probably like one more Muta Vault in there. I would nearly go to twenty-five land and maybe just cut the Chandra. Um and then Cyborg, he's got uh another Chandra, three Fry, four Scab Clan Berserker, four Tormod's Crypt, uh, two Lava Coil and one Chandra's Defeat. So I think this is a fairly solid deck.
1: Yeah, that's kind of the deck I'm type of deck I'm looking at um at the moment. I don't like these big uh big big expensive red decks. I wanna I wanna cast a bunch of one drops and prowess creatures and have some Torbran disgusting turns and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. I mean, Glorybringer is pretty embarrassing compared to niv so...
1: Yep. Can't even exert on Niv-Mizzet. Yep, it's a dragon. Okay. Uh, well, I'm pretty happy
2: once I replace these uh, glass caskets for Slugrap. Uh The more I think about it, the more obvious it is that these should be enchantments. as <laughs> because uh, Azalead <laughs> of her, Azalan of Life's Bounty uh, can uh, protect it with... Um, can, can give uh, enchantments protection from any colour, so that makes a lot of sense. Um, how can I protect you in this crazy world full of artifact removal and Chapman removal well with this life empty I can
1: that's <laughs> and um yeah
2: is in better than silk
1: no but Al have you thought about now how badly exposed you are to crushing canopy your owl and your gla- or the other thing silk wrap get hit by it
2: um Al gets hit by it anyway because it's <laughs>
1: because it started yeah, I know I know yeah I
2: was just trying to you think of any card that. where that could be relevant <laughs> Uh Tomic, Tomic can get it again. Tomic dies. Oh yeah. There you go. Yes, yeah, so I don't know how to- important Tomic's gonna be. Tomic is a, I was saying before how I just played Tomic turn two against uh, Lotus Lotusfield when they scooped. Um but depending on how prevalent that is the we weekend. Tomic's also fine against
0: uh
2: Is it in
1: Because they can't put anything on their faults or their citadels. Yeah, I think it's just worth having there. At worst, it's just a 2-3 flyer for two. Like, it's going to get in and, and get a trigger with Heliod. If you want to put lifelink on it, it's just going to block red creatures reasonably well in the first couple turns. I think it's just good enough to play because if you do get those matchups, you're just going to have such an advantage. Yeah, exactly. Just jump, jump, jump a few times or even, yeah, uh, with the tree toughness, it should survive a little bit. But um,
2: yeah, so I'll take this for a spin. Here it goes. I the four back. If I go four, I'm going to drop.
0: Can kind of, anybody know um, that secret tech is Quarantine Field? <laughs> oh wait well um i think we're all gonna have to report back because uh, there's not much more to say on this episode of the podcast we are geared up for gp brussels and uh very very excited gonna have a great time gonna crush it um before we go i'll mention inkgaming.com again so they are a fantastic place to go if you want custom playmats you can just upload whatever image you want on there and get yourself a nice playmat printed out in a uh Multitude of sizes, multitude of finishes, and you just uh, follow the link in the show notes or go to inkgaming.com forward slash Skullcrack and you'll get 10% off your order. Pretty nice. Excellent. And um,
2: That quote again was, um, uh, oh, I can't remember what my quote was, but rewind the podcast. People even rewind stuff anymore. Is that, is that even a word to use? Press uh, back a few times. Go to the podcast part where you described the uh, match you can get. Uh, get that.
0: Yeah. Scrub. Scrub through the timeline of the podcast would be oh, well, no, the um, I we are, I, I am kind of uh, remiss here. I have to mention I have to mention a an email that we got uh, more than a week ago. I should have read this out last week, but it's from our constant listener Nomada GG. Uh, so this is uh, Nomada GG was himself late on this. So um, he sent this email saying a few weeks late on this. So it was related to uh, the Top Cards of 2019 podcast that we did a few weeks back. Can't remember. Who did that one with me? Was it Al or was it Kieran?
2: I think that was me because uh, I said, um, and you said I was incorrect in my opinion.
0: Okay. I love telling people they're incorrect in their opinion. <laughs> right. Um, so, and G Gigi said, best cards of 2019 for him were, smothering tide when I have it out. Shenanigans, which I don't even remember what that card does. This card just makes me smile. What does Shenanigans do? It was from,
1: It's Destroyed Target Artifact with uh, Dredge 1 from Modern Horizons. It's bullshit. I hate that card. (laughs) (laughs)
0: uh, Number three was uh, Dreadhorde Argonist, which uh, I think that's a solid choice. Uh, Very good. And and so many more sick red cards as well. I feel like there have been complaints about green because of Standard or Pioneer, but 2019 was low-key amazing for red. I agree. Experimental frenzy. Come on. Uh, yeah I
1: agree with that as well 2020 as well I was just saying that they got that new 4 damage wrath in standard now in the new set I was like yeah. it's Red supposed to get this
0: man that's a, that's a sweet card I can't wait to see if that does something um, and then the worst cards here that Amanda said were smothering tide when my opponent has it out fair uh, number 2 Hogak awesome. Ooh. and number 3 all 3 mana planeswalkers in brackets Huatli was fine <laughs> <laughs> Bradley was fine.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think if any other ones were fine. Even Tybalt was very annoying. Yeah. I think... Tao. Tao.
0: Te- yeah. I mean, Tao is just, like, bad, so...
1: <laughs> Dovin. He was annoying.
0: Dovin's fine. Uh, Kiora could potentially be busted, but hasn't been so far, so I'm going to say it's fine.
1: Someone on the Pioneer subreddit was made a post today talking about untapping your glory ringers with it, and I was just like, why am I reading this post? <laughs>
0: Well <laughs> you draw a card. You draw a card and then you uh, then you can exert every turn. It's great. Yep.
1: <laughs> it's Someone posted about why aren't uh, why aren't people playing mono glory burger and mono red anymore and they responded with that. It's like well if you play it with Kiora <laughs> <Okay. laughs>
2: I looked at it like, well, here's an entirely different scenario to support my opinion on this one. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um that's gonna do it from us this week. I think next week's podcast will either be I don't know what's going to happen with next week's podcast. It's either going to be late or it'll be recorded live at the GP. I don't know. Something, something's going to happen. Something weird's going to happen, and we're going to have stories from the GP, and it's going to be loads of crack. Skull crack. Uh, uh, yeah. school crack. It's going to be loads of skull crack. I'm gonna. I, I, think I'm going to bring my, uh, my, my, my Zoom, and and we'll try and record something at the GP because that'll be a good laugh. Let's
1: do it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: All right. Yes.
1: Skull crack after hours after dark.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> Separate feed. Tick all the explicit boxes. Uh, all right, this <laughs> week. Yes. Uh, thanks for listening. Bye uh, bye. Bye.
2: think i i made a balls of this one boys um i selected a theme for lion versus wolf uh which was based around something which i thought we talked about in this podcast <laughs> but we did not uh i thought this podcast is going to be dominated by discussion of that uh blue black uh troll deck in pioneer with inverter truth and with uh, the oracle that's it but uh, we didn't mention it um but somewhat related to to pioneer i guess uh, i have a quiz here based on on cards with alternate win conditions. Ooh, I like how, it. How are you how are you boys beared?
1: Fared, is that what you say? I think I'll do okay ish on this one. There are a lot of them though.
0: Yeah the actually I don't think I'll be do, I don't think I'll do very well. But uh, we'll try. Okay.
1: Yes, right now there are
0: some very strange ones. Um this one this time
2: uh, the line which is Chiron, uh, will go first. Uh we've got a nice easy one. Well this is is are not in order. All right. Well, this is, I guess you could say it's a battle of wits. Battle of wits is a card. Everyone knows what it does. You know, it's getting for your upkeep. If you have a load of cards in your library, you win the game. But Kieran, do you know how many cards uh, you need to win the game? 200, I think. Uh, that is correct. You have a point. Ooh, uh, 200 or more cards in your library. To win the game. All right. Pretty, pretty easy. Pretty easy. How uh, these are supposed to be in order? All right. Uh, uh, Wolf. Is this, this is, so this time, uh, for the rest of these, I'm just going to read out the text. With the card, and you've got to tell me, um, what the name of the card is. Okay. Now, I will not be reading card types or part of this or, um, uh, mana costs unless you need to. Okay. Somebody's you. All right. Vigilance, Life Link, At the beginning of your keep, you've got 40 or more life, you win the game.
0: Felidarius Sovereign.
2: Well done. Yes. Uh, this was in my very first seal pool at the PFC Purities. I've come a long way since then, you know, now that I've qualified for the PT. <laughs> it's you put it in your deck? Fact. I did. Yes. It actually, and I think, I feel like this is something that Marrow talked about. Uh, it was I played as like a, a green white deck. Um, after a few matches, I was thinking of taking it out because I thought, "Oh well, I don't have any other life gain. I don't have any other life gain in my deck, so I'll never use this extra text at the beginning." Why you keep by putting more life you win the game? I mean, not using that. There's no point in playing the card. And uh, David specifically told me that I've been city that uh, six mana for a four six life vigilance life thing is already very very good. Oh so, yeah,
0: this is they they mentioned this on. Um... Lords of Limited, I think it was last week. They were talking about Witness of Tomorrow's in this set. It's the five mana blue three four flyer with like three and a blue. I don't know what do you do draw three and a blue draw card scry. It's
1: like scry. Yeah. Oh yeah, scry. Yeah. Or as, as I call it, cloud reader stinks. <laughs> 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 Wonderful. Feel free to use
0: that one. That's fantastic. Uh, yeah. Well, they, they were talking about uh, sometimes people actually value a card lower than they should just because of a shitty ability on it when you can literally just ignore the shitty ability and you're like okay this is just a card that i've played a thousand times before and i know is like decent but you you'll undervalue the card because you're like oh there's this ability on it that's like not something i'd ever want to do but it's actually upside on like very minor upside on a card that's already good so yes this is a this is a common thing even for all all, for all players exactly um
2: well so here's a card that is not a common thing. This one needs to work here on. Uh, flying trample when when I never said the name. Sorry, uh, when blank deals combat damage to a player, gain control of all artifacts that player controls. Beginning of your keep, you control twenty or more artifacts. You win the game.
1: Oh. Uh it's got to be some kind of dragon because it's like stealing artifacts. Yeah, that's correct. I it's not steal hellkite because I know what that one does. Damn. I don't know what it's called. It's, I'm imagining it's an artifact dragon or something like that, but I, I don't know what it's called.
0: Okay, so pass it over to Wolf. Okay, um, I'm going to make a wild guess of a card name that I have heard, I feel like I've heard before. It could be from last set, or it could be this card, or it could be from anywhere in between. And I'm just going to say Covetous Dragon.
2: No, no that's Covetous Dragon or no, something else. But this is, this is a dragon. It's a Hellkite. It's a Hellkite Tyrant. Damn, I knew it was One some kind of Hellkite. Yeah, a 6 5 is, uh, engage crash and commander 2016 nice i okay. put that in my deck yeah so this one is for wolf oh this, right um this is at the beginning of your keep put a plus one plus one counter on each creature you control if you control a creature with power of five or greater then you gain 10 life if you control a creature with power of 10 or greater then you win the game if you control a creature with power of 20 or greater then <laughs> and then this happened
0: wait i'm really confused <laughs> can you read that again?
2: All right. So, beginning of your keep, put a plus one counter on each creature controlled. Uh If you can have already a creature with power of five or greater. Okay.
0: Then. Okay. Okay. No, I understand now. I understand. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I have no idea what this card is. Never heard of it before. Okay.
1: Your own would you like to guess? It's. Ugh, so, I know it's like not Simic Ascendancy, but it's got to be something like that. Is it like. Actually, <laughs> is, is No, it's. Ugh, crap. What is it? It's like. Hmm. No, I got Simic something, but I don't know. I don't know what it would be. Oh. <laughs> this card has two names, which I'm going to pronounce in Crafty
2: now. It's uh, My Ales Aria. This is a Maya uh, card, and Maya enchantment from uh, at our Reborn. Red, cool. green, white. This, this is Damn, I was way off. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, all right, um, up to, back up to the line. We have, uh, if you out no, this isn't necessarily a ultimate condition, but it has uh, Lose the Game in the name. Which I also searched for. That's right, fault. Uh this is if you will be dealt damage, remove that many cards from your graveyard from the game instead. If you can't, you lose the game. If you would gain life, draw that many cards instead. When blank leaves play, you
1: lose the game. Ah, so it's some kind of Lich, but I can't remember which one. Um is this Lich's mirror? Uh, it is not that, no. Uh wolf.
0: Is that wait, is that the full text of the card that you read? Yeah. Yeah. Um it's not Lich's Mastery, is it? No, no, Lich's Mastery is better.
2: Lich's Mastery is text proof which seems like all the old Lich cards are missing, which is quite important. Alright, I have no idea. Is this you
1: know. like Lich's Phylactery or something? No, this is a Nefarious Lich. Damn it, stupid Liches. Liches ain't shit. <laughs> well, this is what, what what what
2: this is turning out to be. Uh, David Wolf, uh, at the beginning of your upkeep. keep, if you control 20 or more
0: creatures, you win the game. Nice and simple. Well, I mean, that's just true all the time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you gotta go to combat first.
0: Yeah, that's a yeah. Um No, I have no idea. No, uh, here on
1: is this like no? I don't know some kind of ascension. It's not Beastmaster's ascension. Something ascension. No. Oh no, this, this is epic struggle
2: from Judgment.
1: Damn it. Um,
2: some of these are quite boring. So Doesn't it sound them. like much of an epic struggle if you have twenty creatures <laughs> <in> life It's <laughs> true. Just struggling against each other. Um, right here's here's one that's uh, easier to get to for 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 here on. This is a. Uh, at the beginning of your keep, if you if twenty or more creature cards are in your graveyard, you win the game.
1: Totally different. No idea. Oh, David Wolf. Uh, yes.
0: mm. So that that's all the text that's on the card. Yeah. Hmm. I feel like I've seen this card before. Um. This off. one sounds busted. It's a it's a black card, I assume. Yeah. Uh, I think it's from like Innistrad block or isn't Innistrad block? Uh, it is not no. Hmm. Okay, I give up. It's called
1: like Ranks of the Dead or something.
0: No, this is a Mortal
1: Combat. Mortal, mortal Kombat.
2: It's uh, from Tormented Edition. Dude, dude. Yeah, two, uh, do,
1: <coughs> that's a terrible name for that. It's got nothing to do with combat. There's lads fighting in the art. It's after it's the same, combat. Task. Same with almost every magic card ever printed. Oh, actually, in fairness, the favourite text adds to
2: it. It's a. Uh, the crowd roared. The fighters bled, and the dead piled high in the pits.
1: Only the Cabal could win. Okay, more sense. Uh, two black, black. That's very cheap for for this, right? That. Sounds like good in Commander. Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: Um, well, speaking of good, good in commander, uh, actually, no, this, this one is that. Um, I lost who I was. At that. Sorry, I asked both that first, didn't I? Well, it doesn't matter. You bought one point. Kieran, if you're a keep, uh, put a filibuster counter on this card. Then, if blank has five or more filibuster counters on it, you win the game. Whenever a source steals damage to you, remove a filibuster counter from this card.
1: I don't know. I've definitely never heard of this one. I imagine it's from like conspiracy or something, but I, I have no idea. No, it's not.
2: I thought, oh, this is a famous card because of the Billy Buster Counters. Everyone loves Billy Buster Counters,
0: like you, David. Uh, <laughs> okay, I'm going to guess that it's it's a super old card. Is it? No. Oh, Pioneer Legal. Pioneer Legal?
1: What? Really? Yeah. Excuse me? No. We're we not playing this deck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: Oh, okay. So it must be from uh, Return to Ravnica block.
2: Yeah,
0: it is, yeah. Okay, so it's like an Azorius card? Yeah. Uh, that's as far as I can get. <laughs> it's pretty close. The Azorius
2: Azor's Azor's elocutors. What a terrible card. With a bit of charm. Yeah, uh, I
0: have yeah, three.
2: Yeah, yeah, three hybrid hybrid for three fives. Um, okay, uh, for, for, you know, I have loads here, so I won't go through them all. Um, ah, here here go. Is, this, is, uh, this is a good one for... God, here oh, This is good one for Wolf. All right. Remove blank from your deck before playing... If you're not playing for anti, uh-huh. you know it's going to be good. Sacrifice blank. Target opponents may anti the top card of the library. If they don't, you flip a coin. If you win the flip, that player loses the game. If you lose the flip, you lose the game. That's disability only during your upkeep. Wait, read it again? Um, yeah, so remove it. If you're, if you're not playing for anti, remove it. Remove it, remove it. So sacrifice it. Target opponent uh, may anti the top card of the library. If they don't, you flip a coin. And then uh, if you win the flip, player loses. If you lose the flip, you
0: lose. We can only do this through your upkeep man that is a <laughs> I hate that card Um no I, I don't know I had I, I definitely seen it before uh, but I don't know what it is so do you know
1: what you're on I, okay, there's only like five anti-guards but I don't think I know what this is is this like a bronze tablet or something no this is uh, amulet of Quats Amulet of Quats yeah yeah oh, six mana uh, yeah, I just looked at it. Can you believe they were still making this shit into Ice Age and Chronicles and stuff? This this yeah. <laughs> nonsense.
2: This was Ice Age. Yeah, it's absurd.
1: I thought i would it by now.
2: Surely no one likes to play with those cards. All right, one more. For, oh, well, I suppose I need two more if I started like here on. Uh, I will go with I have only one for the end, actually. Uh, all right, here on. This one's slightly more recent. At the beginning of your keep, if you have exactly one life, you win the game.
1: Oh, crap. I should know this one. Um. Ah. Is it this one? It's ah crap, I don't know. Is it it's, it's called like uh damn it, I don't know. Wolf, do you know it? Is
0: Um is this the one that's like um it's like from the original Zendikar block and it's like Gideon against the Aldrazi? Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: From or- Rise of the
2: Aldrazi,
0: yeah. Yeah. Um I don't know the name, but I feel like I should get the points.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I decided to get the point. Uh, no this is a near death
1: experience yeah 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 yeah. I remember it now dumb Going you want to take a guess at the banner cost
0: uh, I think it's five white white
1: no I think it's like I think it's more expensive I think it's like five white 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 no this is a two triple white
2: five banner what? two, two white, white white yeah there you go uh, finally for David Wolf. Um as card enters the battlefield create a 1-1 green squirrel creature token you lose the game when that creature leaves the battlefield Creatures can't attack you, you have shroud, and you can't cast spells.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um This has to be an on card, right? it is, yeah. Um yeah, I was thinking of that as well. Is it is it from which which one is it from? One on, on... Uh, unhinged.
2: Uh, uh, if you if you know other cards with
1: similar effects, you can figure out this card. No, I have no idea. Is is it like form of the squirrel? It is form of the squirrel. Oh, yeah, yes. I actually, when
2: I was reading this, I didn't see the last line of text. I was going to ask, would this be good in, in Pioneer? <laughs> Apart from the can't cast spells part, but uh, yeah. If <laughs> you give that one green squirrel up
0: in the next roof, maybe you'd be fine. It uh, costs one mana. Very cheap. <laughs> That's a good card. Why can't, why can't squirrels cast spells? That's speciesist. Sir, not magic. Do you don't need a soul to cast spells? Listen,
2: Squirrels have souls,
0: you know. 15, 15, squirrels, 15 squirrels can kill Emerkel, so yeah, but can they? Do they? No, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh. So, is is on the winner there? is actually the winner,
2: yeah. So, you got two, you got one. Um, let's yeah. hope it'll be a tie because an ultimate condition of this is that uh, if uh, both players are tied after five questions each, uh, Alan wins the game, uh, just like he won the WMPQ to PTQ GG opponents. Nice. GG uh, about well, it. You're on this 1, so GG, you, you're on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Goodbye. All right.